Sure, I'll tell you what, we've got some exciting stuff to share with you in the months, well, next month, April, we're going to share with you what God has been showing us, the more that we're going to be walking into as a community. There's, there is lots in store for us as a people, and it's very, very exciting, okay, what God is doing. So I think next week on the back of Company of Prophets, we'll kind of preach onto those, onto those, into that kind of space and place. But the 24th, yeah, I'll, we'll message out regards. I want to paint a picture of what God's been saying to us the last 20, uh, 20 sorry, not 12 months, what God has been saying to us. And it's this confirmation after confirmation after confirmation of what God is saying to us. So now last week I, I preached on that verse, John 5, verse 19, and kind of built up a little bit of an understanding of the kingdom and what we were part of. You know, we focused on the kingdom during our month of February and just getting a grasp of what it is to live for the kingdom. You remember, if you go right back to when you were saved, were you saved into the church or were you saved into the kingdom of God? You were saved into the kingdom. Okay, and the church has kind of cramped that you, that you got saved in the church, you become a member here, and it makes it very small. The kingdom thinking, a kingdom revelation opens it up for you to realize it's far bigger than just a little gathering of people. The church is the vehicle for God's kingdom here on earth, which is extending all the more. They say the universe is even expanding. As we speak, it's expanding. Because why? Right in the very beginning, a word was spoken by Almighty God saying, and He put it into being, and he's, it keeps growing. It keeps extending. It keeps coming. It keeps growing more and more. And the kingdom is continually extending. And there's that tension between the now and the not yet. You know, so, well, the kingdom's here. Yes, it has been established. But there's a reality that there's also more still coming for us. And there's that tension between the now and the yet. But we live in the place of the fullness of what God has done for us, knowing we have an enemy that stands against this kingdom. And he wants to prevent us living in the fullness of what God has got for us. And I'll read a verse a little later where Paul says that your citizenship is not here on earth. Okay, My, I have a passport that I can only get to other countries because of that green mamba. That is not very good because you've got to get visas for every country. And it takes effort and it's a pain and it costs money. But with God, he gives you access through places and places because his kingdom, it's, it's, out of this, it's in this world, it's in and through you, but my citizenship is with him in heaven. That's a, key, that's, a, that's a little shift in understanding because your perspective on what the effort you give you on earth, actually, what are you living for? What do you do all the effort for? One day that you can have a picket fence and play golf three times a week. Well, if that's your goal, that's okay. We live in a time in society where retirement has been the biggest goal for people. Yeah. I just get to where I can actually stop working and then I can do the things. No, no, he's asking you to do the things now and where you're at. And then when you retire, you can continue doing it. And I'll bless Mickey yesterday. You turned 80 this year. She keeps telling me that, reminding me that she's turning 80 and stuff, but that she's got youth on her side sitting in a meeting for five hours yesterday with Company of Prophets and she actually feels refreshed and revived. Yeah, come on. Because... Jesus said, my will is to do, and my food is to do the will of the Father, of the one who sent me. I tell you what, it's satisfying. It's satisfying to do the things for God. Eh? And this kingdom understanding revelation is, keeps growing. I found over my life, it's something that keeps growing. Keeps growing and understanding more and more. I get the realms of what God's speaking about. And when that scripture that, that I read last week, John 5 verse 19, where it says, Jesus didn't do anything that he, unless he saw the Father do it. And, 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 I, and I must say, even after I preach that word, it's still, 
I journeyed with it. He saw the Father. Well, what was the Father seeing? What was he seeing the Father do? And I know I said it to you last week and preached it, but sometimes things are developing in our own hearts as we say them. Because, yeah. like I said, he didn't hear what the Father told him. And I looked in other versions and stuff. It doesn't say that. It says what he saw. So what was he seeing? And like I said, that the line last week of, it wasn't just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. It is so much easier that, hey? Yeah. If leadership, we all wanted to do things, just tell me what to do, okay, and then I'll do it. But actually, let me see where the needs are. Let me see where I can put my hand to to do stuff. So I dug a little bit deeper in looking into that reality. You know, see now, we have to, from the foundation of understand that Jesus has given us full access. Full access. That line that just hit me again. The spirit without measure. The spirit without measure. There's no limit to that. Was Jesus limited in the work of the spirit through him? Hello? Not at all. Thanks for the not at all. Not at all. There was no limitation to what he could have done. But he only did what he saw the Father doing. Here's the thing we miss it. We do our own thing. We think, oh, I've got everything. Now I flip. I'm just going to go everywhere and pray for people, do stuff. No, no. It maybe wasn't the will of the Father for you. Do what, according, he's given you giftings. He's given you certain uh, places to operate. He's given you a sphere of influence. He's given you a community to be a part of that flows with the church and together as one. Don't just be a lone ranger doing your own thing. And then you call it the blessing of God. Uh, you know, I always struggle with that. Because he's got an order. God is he's a God of order. He sets things in place, but he's also limitless in his spontaneity and how he can do things and break out. We just got to be ready when he's ready to do it and we've been given access to the father so when jesus was baptized and he came up out of the water the heavens opened and this and the father spoke to him this is my son with whom i well pleased that was the opening of the heavens that were shut for all those years and god opened up the heavens through jesus's baptism it's been opened to us through his death and resurrection we have now been given access through the blood that was shed. We have access to the Almighty God and His ascension. I was just thinking about that this morning, how the disciples were all standing staring. And he, I mean, he, he floated up into the sky. I mean, has anybody ever seen that? I think if we see that, we're going to be like, w- you're going to be astounded. And they're like staring in heaven. I've been a cloud and he's gone. I mean, wow. But he had to go. And he promised them, just wait, wait, I'm sending you one. I'm sending you one. The promised one. And now as we worship, and as we praise God, and as we go about our everyday life living for the kingdom, you are at the service of the king. I just, I love that. That stirs me. His majesty has given me an assignment on earth to do. And I'm living for the king. And I don't do it on my own because the Holy Spirit is within me and gives me all authority to do these things according to what he's called me to do, to do them here on earth. And we must remind it of what I was saying last year when we spoke to those talks of Anopian. And it says, where Paul says in Ephesians 3, he says that you would be strengthened in your inner man. That the prayer he prays for the Ephesians. Now remember that word he uses there in the Greek is a katua. Okay, and that word is only used four times in the New Testament. Also, the word access is only used three times. 
There's only three points of access. It's Jesus' baptism that opened the heavens. It's His death and His blood shed for us, and Him ascending into the heavens have opened a way for us to go. But that word kratua actually speaks about the word kratos, is the shortened version, and the shortened version that kratos is only referred to God Almighty. Because it's basically saying you, you can't, in the English, you can't actually give the full explanation. It means the highest, highest, highest power, highest authority there is. There can only be that, and there can only be one God. Kratos refers to that. The word kratua is applied to John the Baptist, and it's applied to Jesus. For their mandates and their mission, the assignment they're given with, that they would be strengthened to do the work God had given them to do. Paul prays that exact same word over us that you would be strengthened in your inner man, basically to do the work of Christ here on earth. And he uses one context in, in, in 2 Corinthians where he speaks about that we would all be men and that we'd be strong. And it's the same word, kratua. Strengthened by the power of the almighty God to do the things he's called us to do here on earth. And that, that's, that just gives me a context of like, we, nothing's impossible. We can do these things through the things of God. Now, that, that, the, the idea of seeing, I just want to continue with this a little bit, on what did Jesus see the Father doing? And you see, it's understand, not all in the physical realm. He was seeing, he was hearing, and he was discerning things that were happening around him. Like I said, he had 30 years to observe, just to watch a people bound. What's his mandate? He knew it. Now, and I love this how we, we, the, the, way, the way the Father did it by sending Jesus as a human being. It wasn't that he grew up and then he received an email at, at seven when he could start reading and going, okay, now what I want you to do is, okay, Isaiah 61 is yours. Okay, so just hold on to that. That's going to be your verse. You're going to read in the synagogue and you're going to tell everybody and you're going to kind of, make, it's not, it's, he had to figure it out himself. He had to walk on earth building that relationship as a human being with his father. I just, it astounds me because it shows that we have to do the same thing. That as we journey with God and we start understanding his ways, he starts building into us. And we start refining our understanding of why I'm here and the things he's called me to do. And you start walking and then scripture confirms about what you're saying. Jesus, I'm sure at a moment have realized maybe as a teenager, that's Isaiah 61, that's me. Avaya 42, that's talking about me. I'm here. I know I'm here. And as 12, it says he was asking all the rabbis all these questions and talking. They were astounded at the things he knew. But he was a man. And he had to learn these ways. And you know why, they, why the Father did it this way? So it shows that we can also do it. Yeah. It's not limiting now. Well, he was perfect. Yes, but he had to choose that. He, he had to fight against temptation. He had to overcome Imagine if he didn't, where would we be standing? <laughs> Hopeless, lost. But he overcame for us. So that his perfection is now our perfection. His victory is our victory. His glory that he carried is now the glory we get to share. He's shared with us. Wow. It, just, it, it astounds me sometimes thinking, like, why did he have to do that for us? Well, he made a way so that we can access the Father. <laughs> and we can be as we worship. You see, we glory. We stand in the place of His glory. He's given it that to us. And when we stand in that place of His glory, and you start hearing the sweet, 
voice of the Father speaking over you, all of a sudden you start hearing the secrets. You start hearing the secrets for your life, the mandate God's got for you, the assignments He's got for you. Now, when I went away these few days in January to just spend time with God, and I shared about last week and the process of it, I felt God say to me, I want you to go through, because I, like I said, I want to encounter God. I want to just wring that rag out and get everything out of these two, three days that I'm away. But I felt him say to me, I want you to encounter, I want you to go through all your encounters that you've had in your life, where there were marked moments. Like there was a moment that just shaped my life. And there's, there's seven moments in my whole life that shaped me. Seven moments. Not extended periods where it was this long, it was just a moment. And it changed everything. The first one was that, I've, you've heard the story, as a six-year-old being in that church in Port Elizabeth. And that woman used to sing that song, Isn't He Beautiful? Bertha Page. I tried to get hold of her because I dreamt about her about a year and a half ago. She sparked something in my young little heart as a six-year-old, what the presence of God felt like. I was like, I feel something. I feel something. See, and as an early 20-year-old, God broke my heart for the church. I cried like a baby in a church meeting because I felt the heart of God for His church that was in tatters. And he's restoring it slowly but surely. But he, it was a moment where he marked me. And I've realized over all those times I've had these encounters with him, it was for the time and the season he needed to speak something and the assignment he called me to do. So it was, that was like 97, 98, that encounter breaking the church. The next one was only in 2012. So what happened in those 15 years? Faithful walking. Faithful serving. Just keep doing what he's called you to do. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't think too big of yourself. Just keep serving faithfully. Love on the church. Serve people. Let your gift grow and grow and grow and grow. And then the next season came. Right. Are you prepared to lead an, lead an army? I'm prepared to lead an army. 2013, you'll go and gather, get your stripes. 2014, you'll gather your army. We've been leading this church for five years. Since 2014, February. A lot of gray hair because of that. <laughs> Try to cut it short and it still doesn't go away. What's all that about, eh? I should do like you, eh, Maurice? Shave it like you and Farnas. Just shave it all off. Yeah. And he still knows the number of hairs in your head even though you got none. That's amazing. <laughs> but you see, there's, every, there's these moments. That's why we have evenings like First Fruits. That's where we have moments where we can come together. There's something very powerful with the corporate anointing. And when you position yourself before God and you live your life surrendered to Him in every single way, He'll show you what the Father sees. And what the Father's doing. And it can, you know, often there were in meetings where I encountered God, but often, well, the one was just sitting at home reading this whole mandate to lead an army. It was just like I was drawn into it. Because you're just open to it. And it'll only happen when God needs to speak to you. Because if He's told you something 20 years ago and you're not doing it, He's not going to tell you the next thing. Because He's like, just be obedient, just surrender. And I will give you victory. I like the double analogy there. That's a preach you got there, bro. You know? It's, it's a lot easier just surrendering to God because that's what Jesus showed us. But that word see, in that John 5, 19, it says see what the Father's saying. If you break it down, the Greek word breaks down into all this context here. It says with bodily eye. Okay? The possession of sight, the power of seeing. To perceive by the senses, to feel, to discover by use. This is a good one. And to know by experience. 
So it's all fine to say things, but you never do it. It's got to actually follow up the actions. Okay, and the metaphor is it's in the mind's eye that he was seeing what God was seeing over a people. To have the power of understanding. To discern mentally, observe, perceive, discover, understand. To turn your thoughts or direct the mind to a thing to consider, to contemplate, to look at, and to weigh careful and to examine. That all, that all is from one word, see, that comes out of that. He saw what the Father was doing. And he only did what he saw the Father doing. See, when you see the depravity of society around us, you're starting to see what the Father sees because we've called a people to serve those people. And to lay our lives down for another cost, not our own agendas. And that white picket fence, that will be a real joy one day to have. I think we'll just ram it over. There's no point. I want to get to the end of my life, and it says about David, he served the purposes of God in his generation. I want to get to the end of my race. Paul also wrote that at the end. He says, I've done all that I can for God. And it's a high call, folks. It's a high call. Because there are going to be troubles. There are going to be trials. There are going to be tribulations that come. And it's going to test your faith. So you must remember, the enemy tempts you. He tempts you to worship something else. He tempts you to draw you into a, a, this place of doubt, unbelief. He wants to draw you deeper into that place. But the Lord tests us. He tests your heart. He tests you to see how you're going to respond to a circumstance. How you're going to respond in a situation. And when you pass the test, He'll take you to a higher dimension. Because I didn't get to standard six because I was going to fail standard 6 or standard 5, I had to pass standard 5. And my scariest year was standard 9, which is now grade 11, because when you are announced a prefect in grade 11, you've got to pass grade 11 to get to grade 12 to be that prefect. There was pressure, man, but I scraped through with ease, as they say. I've said that before, yeah? <laughs> very slow this morning, eh, Eddie, bro? You, you get that joke, but they, they're very slow, eh? Yeah. Not as fast as you, buddy. You won, he's won his sports race on Friday afternoon. Man, this guy's quick. Well done, Boyke. So when you, I want to ask you a question, and I'm going to go through three blocks of verses here this morning. I'll ask you this question. Okay? Can we do all things? Well, let me ask this way. Are all things possible with God? Are all things? I mean, come on, let's put up our hands if we agree. All things are possible. If you agree, all things. We've got double hands up. All things. Of course we believe that. Everything. All things are possible. It can all happen. But here's the thing. He wants to work through you and me. To do the all things. And now you're like, ooh. You know, I don't know if we can do all things. I mean, uh, we can do a lot of things. But there's, the all things is, that's going to require faith. Wow. That's, that's a good thing to have, eh? We've spoken a lot into faith in the last little while. Faith, but there's unbelief, there's doubt, there's fear that holds us back from actually doing all things are possible. And how often we limit ourselves because of our earthly dimension. I can't, I would never be able to do that. You must be crazy. You can't actually. But with God, you can. And it doesn't require a motivational speak or speech to yourself to conjure up enough courage and energy to do these things that requires faith. 
And faith is the substance of things not yet seen. And faith comes by hearing the word. You are now hearing the word. I'm encouraging you with the word of God. It's words that are spoken. It's the living word of God. It's prophetic words that have been spoken over your life. It's things that have been affirmed. The word of God speaking to you like the son had the father speak to him and say, this is my son. Have you heard the father speak over you? Say, daughter, arise. Go and reach out to the brokenhearted. I will equip you all along the way. I mean, there, there was a line. You were just a vessel saying, I'm going to have to preach the gospel last Friday or the Friday before. Really felt it. Walked in going, I don't know. Okay, God help. Hey, 35, young people accept Jesus as their savior. She did it by faith. Yeah, yeah she's qualified and she's gifted to do that. But you don't, you don't lean on that. You lean on faith. So you've got to help you in those seasons of those things. of impo- I don't know if you've ever experienced this, where you've been in a context and you have to speak or you've asked to do something, and afterwards you kind of go, did I just say that? Wow. I almost want to listen to the recording and go, like, I think it was pretty good because I really didn't think I carried that. But how does that happen? Because the Spirit of God. He says He'll actually give you what to say. And I'm telling you, folks, the church is coming to a time when it's going to be more and more pressure on us to speak the truth. Because we all want the church, and they're all, everyone, just tickle my ears, just make it all sweet and nice. And the, and the, the governments are trying to clamp down of this preaching of the truth. Is that going to stop us? No, it actually makes us more determined. See, because I don't believe, and I don't think it will be like this at all, is that we have this understanding that the world's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and darker and darker. Oh, but then Jesus will just come. Really? You think it's going to be like that? That's half of the story. Yes, it is going to get darker. But you know what happens when the darkness gets darker? The light shines brighter. And these words are actually in the Bible. It says, you are the light of the world. So as it gets darker, we shine brighter. And it's going to test your faith because you're going to have to challenge. I was reading out about James, this book, which I'll share in a few weeks' time. But he, through his belief that he was a half-brother of Jesus, actual half-brother, and his story of how he actually was part of condemning, like, really, Jesus, you're going to go out of the temple? And they, and his own brothers. And then as he, his resurrection, they believed in him. But the Roman, there was the gap of about a couple of months where there was no Roman rulership over that time. So the Jewish leaders didn't like people like James because they were sharing the truth about Jesus. They took him on top of the temple, just as Jesus was taken by the enemy, put on the top of the temple, and they said to him, renounce Jesus. And he said, I'm not going to renounce Jesus. And they threw him off. And he didn't die. So they started stoning him. And he still wouldn't die. And while he was dying, he was crying out, forgive them, Lord. They don't know what they're doing. And then someone actually had to hit him on the head with with a big club to put him to death. Now, you know what? We might start having to see stuff like that, which is not going to be easy. Is it going to make you fear and run away and hold away, or is it going to make you more determined to let the light shine? If we want to see what the church looked like today, like the early church, death has lost its sting. It's a, this, this, folks, is a high calling. This is a high demand, a high ask of the king to say, are you prepared to stand up for the truths where the world will come against you? 
and it's not, and this is clashing of the kingdoms as you come higher and higher and higher. And in that place, the light will shine brighter and brighter, and the kingdom will keep extending in that place and that place. And then there will come a day when our great Savior will return. Because what joy that we carry eternity in our hearts. And what you do here is preparation for what will happen one day. That kind of makes me quite excited. Because we're going to come against stuff. But we live and serve the king who is all more powerful. See, the enemy is not like in comparison to God. Well, God's powerful, but the enemy is like, he's also powerful, man. No, no. Okay, it's no, it's no comparison. He was only an archangel. There are still archangels. Gabriel and the guys up there. Michael, thank you. See, it's no comparison. But why we need the enemy? Why God doesn't wipe him out? So there's some comparison to show how powerful God is. To see him all powerful. And we live in that place of his glory for us. So with God, all things are possible. But he's working through you and me to do the impossible. The breakthroughs of finances. I'm praying. We, we, we need a serious miracle breakthrough if we want to build something here. Have you got faith for it? Because you know church buildings can destroy churches. <laughs> Building projects. People go, oh, frick, I don't want to be part of that. Because every week you're asking me for money. I've given everything I can. The wallet's dry. I want to I save you. It's not going to be like that yet. Okay? Because we live in this building. This building, we got basically a miracle that we got this building. We never paid a bond yet, ever. We've been here for 15 years. We've all heard the story. If you've done Meet the Bay, you heard the story. God will provide for us. Because he's got a purpose. There's a mandate and a, and a mission that he's given to this community to, to, to do something for the city. <laughs> and it might not look like it, but in the spirit, God's giving us the ground and the territory. On the 24th, I'll show you exactly what God's been showing to us. And he's saying to us, I've given you the city. But it's by faith. Because if you don't have faith, you're not going to please God. And there's a lot of works out there not required on faith. It's just, defied, it's just done on Oh, we'll just do it because it's good. And they make it happen because they've got the resource. But was it God's order? Was it God's plan? Because it takes faith to please God because you have to rely on Him and not yourself. You've got to learn to really trust Him. You see, God said to us in the Matthew 28, go. Go into all the world. And that go, is, it's as you go. It's not trying to find places to go. As you go. Just share the good news of who Jesus is. The life of who He is and what He's meant to you. And it's easier to share it when it's real to you. If it's still a slight, well, <laughs> I'm not so sure. You're ashamed a little bit of the gospel. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Standing before Sanhedrin's, the powers of the day didn't hinder him, didn't hinder the disciples because they knew the truth of who Jesus was. Like I said earlier, Isaiah 42, God said, I share my glory with no other. But here in John 17, it says, Jesus, verse seven, chapter 17, verse 22, it says, The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. That they may be one even as we are one. This goes beyond unity of being a happy huddled couple and a happy, yay, we're in unity. This is oneness with the Father. I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me, and love them even as you have loved me. 
I want to remind you, Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3. I think I've got it here. No, I don't have that one. But he says that the riches of his glory, the riches of his glory would come and strengthen your inner man. Ephesians 3. Riches. It's like a flood. A flood from heaven in and through you. And I've preached this here before, but it's, it's like a reminder of what God is doing and what He's shared with us and with His glory, that we truly carry the essence of His glory, the substance, the power, the realm of all heaven, the glory shining from His face works in and through you to do the impossible things. But fear, unbelief, and doubt creeps in right there. Sure, I couldn't do that. I, want, I just want to go through a few passages here, and I really want to take the last little while and we pray for people. Because I feel God's going to do something with us here this morning. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says this, these lines there. It's speaking about Moses and the veil and how it was covered and they, it was just fading the glory. And, all that, and it says verse 15 of chapter 3 verse 1 Corinthians 3 verse 15 says, Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now when you go from one <clears throat> degree of something to another, it means that you have to pass the first one. Okay, now one degree of glory. Okay, now glory, you understand, is a substance that works in and through you from the throne of God that equips you and empowers you by His mercies and by His grace to us that we now are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He gets to work in and through us to do extraordinary works. But to go from one degree of glory to another, you have to pass the first tests. <clears throat> And, and the revelation of understanding, you see, it's not given cheaply. And as we keep pressing in, pressing in, and keep desiring the things of God, and He gives you a mandate, He gives you a little task, and He pulls out for you, He says, okay, you've passed that one, you will be transformed from one degree of glory to another. Meaning it's a change. You know, I don't know if you feel this, but when I sing an old song like we did there this morning, like Jesus, Lover of My Soul, I've sung that song a lot over the years. And in my heart, there's like, where was I spiritually? I'm feeling, where was I spiritually when I was reading that song? And I always feel, man, I've moved on from there, eh? Like, man, those songs were so, wow, they were depth at those times. They're beautiful. They still are beautiful. But I feel, man, it was so long ago. There was so a young me in the spirit. And I feel, man, I have grown in Christ. Those words still echo, but I've experienced them all. That's what it's like. That's how we grow from one degree of glory to another. Because we are His glory carriers here on earth. As they talk, saying we are now become, because the Spirit is inside of you, has made you glory compatible. How can you contain the glory of God? How is that possible? But the infilling of the Holy Spirit has lined your heart to be able to contain the depths of His glory. I still feel faith is stirring in this room slowly. You're getting there. Okay, because you're half of you don't believe this. Really? Really? I know you, you, you know the words, but 
does it, how does it work? How does it work out through my life? What is that part of that seeing? Is that actually, it's a, it's a he says here, to discover by use. And experience, you've got to step out. And that takes faith. See the process here. It's not a, yeah, we're going to go. Yes, we say all the right things and that's a symbolic going. Yes. <laughs> and we go nowhere. It means nothing. You actually have to go. And put yourself into difficult circumstances. Difficult conversations. Faith with finances. Difficult environments. Because then you'll watch how he just equips you and empowers you. Then you go afterwards and go, wow, he's totally with me. I'm sure you felt that. Preaching to 90 young children staring at you. And the demeanor that comes of those kids is, who are you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Please. You've got to be sure of yourself, eh? And what God's placed inside of you. And then in faith, 35 respond to the gospel. Yeah. See, it's little moments like that. You could have, you could, Ilana could just have missed that moment. Going, you know what? I, just, I don't think we do it today. And you know where we respond from? Our soulish position. And our emotions make the decision for us. Instead of our spirit that supersedes the soulish realm and goes right above that. And we are in such faith, you know, nothing's impossible. Of course I'm going to preach the gospel. I don't care if the, the one person responds. I'm going to say what God told me to do and did it this morning. It happens like it in everyday life. It could be the colleague you sit next to just saying something to them. Just provoke something in their heart out of love. So we get changed from one degree of glory to another. But yeah, Ephesians 2, 22, and says, For through him, I spoke about this, we have both access in one spirit to the Father, so then you're no longer strangers and aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, which preached this stuff, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. The body of Christ. That's this holy temple, the structure. We carry that in our own selves, but being built together to become the household of God is very powerful. And he has the line. In him... You are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. A dwelling place for God. That dwelling actually means to habitate, to reside, to live. That's you and I. All of creation, all God, the God of all creation resides with you. You know, I think I've said that so much from the front here. I think it's going in, 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 one out, the other, yeah. Just pause there for a moment. Comprehend that moment. The glory of God is manifesting inside of you. But why are we complaining? Why are we moaning about our circumstances? Why are we falling into, oh, well, this is just where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. All this sickness that I deal with, I'll, I'll never get over it. And, the, and, your, and your breakthrough and the require your problem is bigger than your breakthrough. And you get stuck in unbelief thinking, I'll never get through. He's invested himself in you so that you can be a glorious one here on earth to bring life and change. And this next verse is going to challenge us here. Ephesians, Philippians 3, 21. It says, Brothers, join in intimate from 17. Keep your eyes on those who keep walking according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I've often told you and now I'll tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies to the cross of Christ. 
Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And their glory and their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the line. Who will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body by the power that enables Him to even to subject all things to Himself. So here's the thing. When is your body going to be, your lowly body going to be transformed to be like His glorious body? We all think it's when we die. He will transform our bodies to be His glorious body. It's for now. It's for now. Read it again. Who will transform our lowly bodies, body to be like His glorious body by the power that enables Him to even and even to subject all things to Himself. But let that settle in a bit. Because that's where we live. We live one day. <laughs> he didn't share His glory with us that one day we get to partake of it. He shared His glory with us so that today, through His glorified body that is now resurrected and with Christ and with God Almighty in heaven, we can partake in the glorious body. So what does that mean? We overcome sickness. We overcome fear. We overcome doubt. We overcome unbelief. We stir our faith to believe God for things that are impossible because He's shared His glory with us for now. Not for another time that we get to partake in it. We've got to let that settle in. Because the requirements will start from tomorrow morning. You'll be in an environment, you'll be in a context, and God will nudge something in your heart, say, give, give, give that couple some money. Just, just sow into their lives. Oh, God, I've only got... I mean, I, I, I've jumped out of bed at night. I remember years ago, I, just, I felt something from... I think it was my brother-in-law. And I was like, no, and my sister was still living at home with us. And I, and I was just praying, whatever it was, and I felt so urged, but I got out of bed, went to the bank, drew money, and gave it to my sister. I just want to be obedient to the assignments that God gives me, the little ones, the little ones. Because His glory is inside of you now to equip you and empower you to do all the little things. If He can trust you with a little, He'll trust you with more and more. And then your sphere of influence increases as His glory increases, as you go from glory to glory and equips you and empowers you and all of a sudden you see the voice and the authority that you carry is over the city. But it started just with a small group of people. And there's the measure. I get there's the measure stuff, okay? There's measures to certain giftings. And you've got to be secure in yourself that you can't be like others because your measure is this. You've got to be faithful with that and be secure in that. Because you can't be somebody else. The moment you try and be somebody else, you've fallen flat because it becomes competition and comparison. There's no comparison in the things of God. It's you stand in who you are. So I want to ask you, we're going to pray now, and I will ask you in your heart, what do you see? What do you hear? What are you discerning? Because that's the Father showing you the things He sees. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you discern? And focus your heart and mind, even in this room, what we feel God's saying. And even now, set your heart to the rest of this week. What are you showing me, Lord? What are you showing me?
What, do you, what are you wanting me to hear? What am I discerning about the people that I'm in touch with, the, 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 the environment? You see, Jesus could just talk to a person and he discerned exactly what their trouble was straight away. The man came and said, yeah, well, I've, I've done everything. You know, I know the word, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind and all your soul. Very clever person, Jesus. He discerned it all. He says, well, sell everything you got. What? Oh, and he went away depressed. Oh, I can't do that. There was the test. There was the test. Just give it all up and serve me. Couldn't do it. It's, it's, I'll tell you what, it's, it's more minute and finite than you realize it is sometimes. The little things that God just nudges on our hearts to do. So what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you perceiving and discerning that God is saying to your heart as an ambassador for the kingdom to do here on earth? Because he's equipped you with all the glory you require to do the impossible. Let's just close our eyes for five minutes. You see, now what you have to do is you've got to go beyond that soulish realm of that place where all your emotions run and all the things that are tussling in your heart. You've got to silence that and you've got to allow the Spirit of God in you, which I've said here many times, you can't become more spiritual. It's the Spirit of Jesus. You've got to learn to access it. You've got to learn to let it rise above the circumstance, above the emotions, above the fears, above the doubts, the unbelief, and allow your spirit to rise inside of you and then see what he sees. And then discern what he's discerning for you. Hear what he's saying to you. Father, I pray, as Paul said, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would be here this morning. Impart to us, Lord, your heart to us people I'm around, the people I see. Show me. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. So just hang here. Five minutes. He's learning to still everything and just see him. Just see what he's saying. Lord, we silence the voices, the distractions. We hear your heart for us. The mandates you're giving us to do your good work here on earth. The greater works. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I pray a settling in hearts here. It's not out of performance. It's not out of striving. It's out of surrendering. And allowing your glory to arise inside of us by your spirit, enabling us. Thank you, Jesus. While we're in this mode, I want to I want to pray specifically for certain groups of people this morning. And I really feel God wants to heal people. Because if we have the glory inside of us, there's no point in, like we've said, talk it, it's great, but we've got to actually do it. And I've been so encouraged by the measure of things that are taking place in this community. Arise within us, Spirit of God. Arise within us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I just want Joe to share this now. She felt this during the worship time, but I felt to do it now before we just pray for people. Um, I just. Yeah, there's God, Joe. Um, Lord just gave me a very clear word just as Anton came up this morning. Um, 
And it was, as he began to speak, I just said to the Lord, breath of God, breathe on me. Hmm. And I just kept on saying that over and over again to the Lord. And as, um, and as I began to do that, he said to me, I want to breathe in you. And Anton began to, to speak and expound on the word that God had given him. And I, um, a number of years ago, went through a very bad um, health situation where, I, where my body shut down completely. And one of the organs that shut down was my lungs. I had no idea that it was happening to me, and it happened over a period of time. And the thing with oxygen deprivation is that you don't realize that it's happening to you. And the Lord said to me, there are people sitting here today that you have begun to suffer and you are, some of you are ailing, but there is spiritual oxygen deprivation that is affecting you. And so what happens is that your eyes begin to shut down. When I was in ICU, I said, please keep turning on, I kept saying, please turn on the lights. And they said, but the lights are blazing. And I couldn't because everything had shut down. I couldn't hear properly. I couldn't taste anymore. <laughs> but it was because everything of my body had begun to shut down and my lungs had collapsed. And there are spiritual lungs that mm. have collapsed. Mm. That's right. Yeah. And so the, what has happened is that there is a desensitizing. Your senses have become almost immune to the Spirit of God. So you hear, but you don't understand. You see, but you don't see. And we are in a church that is a prophetic apostolic church. And so what Sheldon's been speaking of this morning, I've had a sense as he's been speaking, there have been some people who are saying, well, that's fine for you, Sheldon. That's fine for the elders. That's fine for the core leaders. But what about my situation? I'm living where I'm abused. I'm living in a situation where I'm shutting down. I haven't got eyes to see beyond the horizon because I'm trying to look at my own circumstances. And I believe that God is coming this morning and he's wiping away every tear. Amen. But Amen. he's wanting to actually revive us. He wants to almost, it's almost like some people are flatlined. And this morning mm. he's coming mm. and he wants to give that That's injection right. of life. And I, I had a picture of a man and a couple of women here this morning. And I saw that you were standing in the middle of a playground your life has become a playground and I saw you standing in the middle of this playground and you had you had um what is this thing of your eyes uh, uh, not blinkers mask uh, no um an eye, what's it you know when they put it there, a blindfold what is wrong with you okay sorry it was a blindfold <laughs> over your eyes but no, a blindfold over your eyes, my ears. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you've actually been, there's zip ties around your arms and you were standing and yep. around your feet. And you were standing in the middle of this playground and the enemy came out of left field and just came at you. You didn't see him coming and he's knocked you for, off your feet. And you've tried to get up, but because you're blindfolded, it's like you don't see where it's coming from. And there are people in here that have cycles of that in their lives. I thought that word, I know that, that, that you were joking this morning. You said break the cycle, the bad cycle. But God wants to break those cycles Amen. this morning. He's, he's actually coming and he's, he's bringing a demonstration of his power. Mm. And it's not for us to enjoy as a church, but for us to actually sow the seed mm. right. into the lives of those around us. To shift the atmosphere wherever we are, whether we're in an, an, an office where, or in an abusive home or whatever situation you might find yourself mm. in. There's a lady that's sitting over here in this area over here. I don't know who you are, but there's abuse in your home. And you've taken it for years and years. 
And I believe that God is saying today, he's drawing a line of the blood of Jesus and saying this far and no further. And I believe that there's an outpouring and a reversal of curses over lives today in Jesus' name. And we release that right now. You need to come up. Hmm. Thank you. Sorry. Just hang around. I think we want to hold for some more of that. Okay, what I want to do firstly is I want those that feel that their spiritual lungs, okay, you're needing a you're needing a defibrillator, a touch from God to allow the Spirit of God to allow you to breathe again in the spiritual realm, to feel that you can see again, that you can hear again, that you can discern again as you breathe the breath of God in, okay? And we're going to just hold this moment for a little while. I want those people who feel that I want you to stand where you are, please, okay? And you just feel you need, you need a breakthrough with the things of God over your life. You see, this is the realm of accessing His glory for breakthrough, Okay? And I, firstly, before this, I want to just pray over Crystal. I had you in my heart this morning. Because what God has done in your heart, He's taken you from glory to glory. She shared with me the breakthrough she experienced the other Wednesday night at the, at the women's meeting. That it's taken her to another realm now in God. Because the things that have held her for so many years almost got tired with it and said, God, I want a breakthrough. And God, break breakthrough into her heart and in her life. I just want to pray for you publicly before we carry on here. So I want the faith of other hearts to believe that God can break through in your heart and your life. Because He didn't share His glory so that you could sit in struggles. He shared it so that we could be an impact here on earth as the ambassadors for the kingdom, living in fullness by the divine nature, divine health that is our portion. Amen. 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 I want to just pray for you. Lord, I want to thank you for Crystal. I want to thank you, Father, for the breakthrough that you've taken place in her heart and her life. I want to say over your life, there is more to come. There's more to come as you've opened your heart, if you surrendered to the ways of the Father, He is going to pour out more upon your heart and your life. And so, Father, right now I release more over her. I want to pray, Lord Jesus, that the power of the Holy Spirit would continue to saturate her heart and her soul and her mind, Lord Jesus, more and more. And we do thank you for from being transformed from one degree of glory to another. You might think you sit here quietly and you just, no one really knows you and you kind of arrive here on Sundays and most of you probably never even spoken to this lady, but I want to tell you that this lady is a powerful lady in the spirit. Okay, she might just be quiet and sitting, but in the spirit, the Lord recognizes her prayers. There's a real power of intercession over you as you carry the prayers of the leadership of this church, as you're walking into new realms. This morning, I want to say, all watch this lady. She's going to be walking into greater depths. She's going to be walking into greater heights. I had the same thing 20 years ago called out of me saying, watch this guy. Watch this young man arise. I want to say, watch this lady arise in the season as God walks in and through her heart to take her from glory, one degree of glory to another. I speak power over your life. The more, the more, the more over you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Power, very powerful in the Lord. Now, all those that are standing, I want you to lift your hands as a sign of like we did earlier of surrender, but allowing the breath to come into your lungs. The breath to come in. And even just breathe deep as well. Just breathe deep. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we want to thank you for the life that you've given us. Thank you that there's power in the name of Jesus. I want to speak to every one of these vulnerable hearts that have stood here this morning, Lord, to open up their hearts, 
to say, God, I am desperate for you. I'm desperate for more of you in my heart and my life. I want to hear you. I want to see what you see. I want to discern the things that are in your heart so that I can be an ambassador for your kingdom here on earth. So, Father, right now, by the power of your spirit, I speak breath, breath into these lungs right now. A, de- a, a, a freshness, a life that will bring you vitality and life in the things of the Spirit. And right now I take authority over the schemes and the plans and the contracts and the license that the enemies had over your life and I break them off now in Jesus' name. I break the power of the enemy in Jesus' name. Because Jesus didn't come that you would still have a broken heart. He didn't come that you would still be stuck in these things. He came to set the captives free. He came to pour out His love that you can be free. And so right now, Lord, we break those cycles we break those cycles that step into lives that we feel we get stuck in the same right over and over and over again. So, Father, I pray that in the weeks to come, these people would encounter you. Amen. They would encounter the living God. They know what it would be like to be standing before the throne of God because you've given us that access. You've given that, us that place in the Spirit to stand before you. Right, just take a breath in. Just take a breath in. I know it sounds, it might feel like, oh, well, this is so, you're doing it as an act of faith for God to rush in and to fill you up with the things of the Spirit. Paul said constantly, be filled with the Spirit, meaning keep drinking of it, keep being filled, keep being topped up, keep being drinking of the things of the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we pray for breakthrough. I pray for testimonies over these hearts and lives that as they read the word this week, it will be more alive to them. Their ears, their spiritual ears will be more awakened to hear your voice this week, Lord. And they will start seeing what you see. And they will start seeing and doing the works of the Father that you've called them yet to do on earth, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We just declare breakthrough. He's a way maker. He's a miracle maker. Miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. And the glory that he shared is in you. It's in you. I pray revelation of that would come to these hearts this morning to walk through and break through. Break through in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You can remain standing. Just receive from me. I want to pray for other groups of people this morning. I felt there were people that have got stomach issues. That your stomach is just constantly just hassling you. Okay, I want to just know where those, where those people are, where you've got stomach issues. Okay, Trace? Anyone else? Okay, stomach, I want you to stand where you are. Okay, and we're going to pray over you. Okay, we're going to believe God to touch your body. Maybe those who are with stomach issues, just lift your hands up. Okay, lift your hands up high. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The power of God. Jesus didn't come so that we could just struggle along in life. Father, I pray over these hearts. I can't get to all of you and lay hands on you, but those around you, I want you just to lay hands on them if you can. Father, I want to pray right now that the power of your spirit inside of us allows us to know that we can walk in divine health. We can live from this place knowing that by your stripes we have been healed. So, Father, right now for Pat, we speak life into the stomach that he's struggling with. We pray that all the order of the stomach and the intestines will start working properly and working well. We speak the life of Jesus over you right now. And we say no more problems, no more confusion here, no more aches and pains in your stomach. Father, I pray that you would just give him freedom and release by your Holy Spirit right now. We pray over every single heart here, Father. We want to believe you, Father, for this because you have promised us that you will give us healing because your stripes, you paid a price for us. Thank you. I pray over Daniel right now. You would be healed. No more trouble in the stomach. No more trouble. By the power of Jesus invested in us, I speak healing over your body. No more will you struggle with stomach pains and angst 
in your stomach. We speak the life of Jesus. We take authority over every plan of the enemy and we break it off in Jesus' name and we speak the life of Christ over you. Freedom. Freedom over your body. Freedom over your body. Thank you, Jesus. Just receive. Just receive. There's a measure of healing that's going to take place here today. And I feel over the last few months, God is starting to set in order that this is going to be a house where signs and wonders are going to take place. And unless we do it, we're not going to ever see it. Okay? And we have to believe God for it. Okay? So, Father, right now, we just keep believing. We pray for Tracy right now. We pray the stomach would come into line and in order. We pray no more pain. No more pain where it's been a, a, an irritation. Father, I pray that you would have a, a the deep dissatisfaction of annoyance with this thing and pray it away and gain power over it and gain authority over it in the name of Jesus and everything that the enemy would try and say to you and bring against you we break off his plans right now in Jesus name we break the authority all that he tries to break down in your life and we speak the life of Jesus over you we speak freshness we speak wholeness and we speak life and by your stripes Lord Tracy is healed restored and made whole in Jesus name we command healing we command healing to take place command healing to take place thank you jesus thank you jesus Lord, we don't do this because it's a show we do this because you showed us how to do this you did this and we want to see more of your glory falling in and through us lord jesus thank you lord thank you jesus thank you jesus i just felt there were people that had the fear of cancer they thought that one day they will have cancer. I do, and it's just like a decision you've made in your heart. Like, you know what? My dad had cancer. My mom had cancer. One day, I'm probably going to have cancer too. And you've almost made a decision in your heart. You know, well, if it happens, it happens. I want to I just say to you, okay? The, the Lord's plan is not sickness. Okay? He doesn't teach you a lesson through sickness. Okay? Sickness is from a realm where there's no sickness in heaven. Okay, we live in a fallen world where we are susceptible to these things and they happen in our hearts and our lives where we've opened doors or there's attacks of the enemy and how they happen, but it's not something we surrender to and say, oh, that's my lot. If you believe that, your doctrine and your theology is broken because that's not the Jesus we serve. Okay, if that's you, okay, you have the, you've made a thinking in your mind, well, cancer is just my lot. I'm going to get it one day and if I get it, it's just going to be. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I want to break off that fear in your heart this morning if there's anyone like that yeah just wave at me lift your hands if that's you okay the lady at the back those ladies there standing Naomi yeah okay anyone else just wave at me if that's you okay we want to break that off Lola as well we're going to break that off of you this morning okay those three ladies can you come to the front please I want to lay I want to lay hands on you okay because the the heart of the father is not to teach you something through sickness Okay, if there's anyone else that the fear of cancer, that you've succumbed to it and thinking, well, it's my lot. Okay, I want to I pray and set, set you free this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Come and stand this side over here. We're going to pray for you together. Okay, let's all be in agreement with this. Okay, this is where the corporate anointing is very powerful. This is not the Sheldon show. Okay, he's doing all the stuff here this morning. No, no, this is the work of God setting these ladies free from believing a lie. That has taken root in their hearts. They're thinking, this is going to be my lot. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just respond to him. Thank you, Lord. Father, I want to pray right now for these three ladies. I pray right now, Father, we break off every lie the enemy has placed into their hearts. And almost the assignment that has come from, from the enemy to help, to try and get them to believe this lie. To believing that, oh, one day I'll just get cancer like my mom or my dad or my uncle or my aunt. It's my lot. 
Father, we break off that assignment of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. We cancel every plan that he's got to bring destruction and fear and doubt and unbelief into these hearts and into these homes. So we break off that power right now in Jesus' name. We set you free. We set you free. No longer will you believe these lies. We pray and there will be a repentance in your heart of believing this lie. In your heart, just repent. Just repent of believing a lie. And say, God, I'm sorry that I doubted your goodness to me. And I, right now over your lives, I'm going to speak longevity. I'm going to speak life over you. That your life will not be cut short by the fear of cancer. We break the power of that word cancer over your heart. Right now, it does not have a hold on you anymore. It doesn't have power over you anymore. And we set you free in the name of Jesus. And Father, right now, we speak your life. We speak life over them. We speak long life. We pray longevity, that they will live many years there on this earth to fulfill the mandate and the assignment that you've given them. We don't cut our lives short thinking, oh, that's, what, that's my lot. We speak longevity. We speak life over them right now in Jesus' name. And the power of the Spirit of God would rise inside of them with life. And we speak, we speak wholeness over their bodies, wholeness over every area. Maybe they're struggling with illness or sickness right now. We speak wholeness. We speak life into their bodies and freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Oh, look at me, okay? Are you feeling free? Broken, okay? Broken and gone, okay? No longer fall into the trap of the lie that that's the God's plan for you, that I'm going to accept this. It's not His plan for you. Even 70 years old, we've succumbed to thinking 70 is short. Actually, it's 120. Okay. We're going to believe for long life for you guys that you're not, you're not going to succumb to this fear of these things. Amen. Amen. Freedom. Feeling free. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay, and there's one last thing we're going to pray for. Sorry for the time, but God is doing His work here this morning. There's hearts. I know Helen was here, but she had to go this morning. I wanted to pray for her. There's things on your heart. Not, not um, spiritual things. Not... I mean, actually, physically, your heart is struggling to beat. That you're feeling pain in your heart around that. I want to pray for you people. Okay, if that's you, I want to pray for you. That God will restore your heart. I know the story with John Thomas, who used to lead King of Kings. The Lord gave him a brand new heart. He was on his deathbed. And they did the test in the hospital. And they did test. And he said, you've got a heart of a 20-year-old. And he's lived many, many. That was 15 years ago. He's lived many, many years. Actually, nearly 20 years ago. Okay, this, that's God's heart for you. Okay, that you would walk in freedom because the life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. And as that flows through your body, oxygen flows, the breath of God, and we're going to speak of, it's only four of you. Come to the front quickly, and we're going to land on you, and then we'll close this meeting from here. Okay. There's five of you, that's good. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the spirit of faith that is in this room this morning. That's right. Just all pray in the Spirit with me, folks. We, this is not just me doing this. This is us standing together. This is us standing together, praying for people, believing. We're going to hear testimonies of breakthrough, testimonies of doctors' reports saying, your, your heart's been totally transformed. And if there's doubts in your heart, you've got to repent of that doubt. You've got to repent of the unbelief. Okay, because God's heart for you is that you will live long life, that you will serve many years on this earth, and we break off every one of these hearts now, the lie, the thinking, oh, well, okay, if it's going to be my dad suffered with this, it's, I'm going to be the same. No, we speak divine health. 
divine health over every one of these hearts now. We speak that those muscles around the heart would be strengthened, that, that they would um, have uh, the vigor of the heartbeat of life over them, that continue to flow the blood through the body. I speak to blood pressure. I speak to blood pressure, particularly you, Kathy. Blood pressure would normalize. Right now in the name of Jesus, I speak to your blood pressure and I say normalize in the name of Jesus that your heart would continue to beat for many years to come. Many, many. You've got more life in you. I pray life over that body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I pray, Lord Jesus, right now for Gregor, Lord. Touch his heart, Father. Touch his heart. Restore him to full health that he'd be able to run. He'd be able to feel breath in his lungs as his heart beats well through his body. I speak over those muscles around his heart. I speak over those arteries and protection in the Jesus' name. Full life in the name of Jesus. For Gail, Lord, touch her, Lord Jesus. Touch her, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray, restore that heart to her. Restore that heart, even that she's had a broken heart. Lord, I thank you for the restoration that's happened in this heart. I speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. You've been short of breath a lot. You felt short of breath a lot. The Lord's saying He's restoring your breath as your heart starts to beat properly and you would more and more start breathing and the blood flowing through your body would get oxygen to all your the veins and your blood pressure and your oxygen flowing would give you life. Breathe in and breathe out. Big, big breath. Big breath. Big breath. Another big one. You felt more, you felt more release over there than you've ever felt before. There it is. There it is. That's right. Thank you, Jesus, that as you walk home from church today, you're going to feel not as tired as you were before because the life of Jesus has flowed through and your heart has been restored and healed. We thank you for healing. By his stripes, you have been healed. Thank you for this man, Lord. I pray long life over him, Lord. Thank you for his faithfulness of serving you in the kingdom. I pray more over him, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We break off the assignments of the enemy that have come to try and destroy him and to try and kill him, to take him out, Father. But we thank you that you've protected him. And you've held him, Father, and we speak life over his heart right now. Right now, Shadrach, Lord Jesus, or Meshach. Right now. Right now, Jesus. Right now. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. Fill him up, Lord. Fill him up with life, and we speak healing to his heart. It would beat properly. Blood pressure come into order. Blood pressure come into order. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Bruce, Lord. Okay, standing proxy for his brother-in-law, Ross, Lord, as I lay hands onto Bruce and as Bruce phones his brother and messages him and said, we prayed for your, your heart, Ross. Father, I pray Ross's heart would beat properly. I pray you'd protect his heart. I pray those arteries, the muscles around his heart would be strengthened and yet you would um, heal him right now in the name of Jesus. By the faith that's in us, Lord, we speak over Bruce, who will send this message to his brother to see him healed and restored. Father, and I, I feel there's a restoration of your brother's heart in life spiritually as well. And the Lord, through this, can bring him home in what it is to serve the king. He is a prodigal that the Lord wants to draw home. Okay? And are we going to believe, Lord, that this, through this healing, Lord, he is a prodigal that would draw and come home. Lord, for so long he's believed the lies of the enemy over his heart. We break the plans over Ross's life. Now the enemy's got for him. We set him free and we call him home in the name of Jesus. A prodigal to come home to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We speak over him in the name of Jesus. Thank Amen. Thank you for Colin. Thank you for this heart and life, Lord. Thank you for his faithfulness. We speak to his heart right now, Jesus. Healing. Restoration. Blood pressure normalized. Heart beating strong. I pray to have, have, have more breath in his lungs than he'd ever had before. His heart beats and oxygen flows through his body, through the blood. Father, we speak over him right now in the name of Jesus. By your stripes, Colin, you have been healed. You have been healed. We speak over Shadrach, uh, Meshach. I get confused between you guys because there were three of you. Meshach, where's Abednego? He didn't make this morning. <laughs> Lord, I want to speak right now over Meshach's heart. I thank you for youth. You're not an old man. Okay, I'm going to speak over you that you've, 
you, you, you get into this phase, you're thinking, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm becoming an old man now and stuff. That's, that's a lie. Okay. You're a young man. You're a young man, and God's got much life for you to live. So, Father, over this heart right now, I break, break that lie that you would die young, that you've thought you would die young. You will not die young. You will live many years on this earth. And, Father, we speak longevity over his heart right now, that as his muscles strengthen around his heart, it pumps the blood where there's life in that to every single part of this body, he would continue to have longevity and life. As he, as he, as he uh, moves around, I'm, again, I think for everyone, you're going to feel more breath in your lungs. You're going to feel more life, more longevity over your heart and that. We're going to, we, we speak that out of long life. The plans of the enemy is to bring life short for you. But the plans of God is long life. That you've got much to do here on earth still. And, so, and don't fall into the trap of believing that lie that you're an old man. You're a young man. Speak to that. He's an older guy next to you. He's not old. He's just turned 80. He's still young at heart. That's right. I pray over Charlene, Lord Jesus, that you just touch her heart right now touch your heart i know your heart is burdened with many things and you carry the weight of a lot of your family over your heart and it burdens you and right now i just want to speak a release and a, a letting go of all that stuff you carry it so heavily i'll, I'll release you from that the, the lord says he's got them okay he's got them in his hands he's got every one of your children in his hands so father i pray healing over their hearts but over charlene's heart right now lord right now jesus i pray healing and a restoration over this heart that is broken for her children. That is broken for her children, Lord. But Father, I pray her physical heart would beat strong. And long life would be her portion. And you never, yeah, you know, I think you felt you're going to outlive your children. Your children will die before you. That's also a lie. As you keep praying and believing for your children, you will not outlive your children. And see your children die around you. That's the enemy's plans for them. And I break off the plans of the enemy over her children's life right now, Jesus. We set them free as she calls out and intercedes for them daily, Lord. I pray you'd hear the prayers of this mother's heart this morning, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you, Elijah, was a man just like us. And yet you heard his prayers. He hears your prayers, Charlene. He hears your prayers. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for John right now, Lord. I want to thank you for this heart. I pray, Father, that you would touch him afresh. I thank you for the depth that's inside of this man, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, that you would restore unto him, restore unto him, Lord Jesus, all that the locust has eaten. I pray, restore unto this man right now. And Lord, I, and I do declare over this heart as well, long life. Your heart attack, John, many years ago changed everything in your life. But it wasn't God's plan. The enemy tried to take you out. And I want to pray over you long life that you have got many, many more years to live here on earth to see the purposes of God work in and through you as his glory shines through you. So we speak the heart of a young man. I know he's got the, a lion heart inside of him. His desire and his hunger for the things of God beats like a, a heart of a lion that's just desiring the things of God. I want to pray, Lord, that in the spirit as it desires that, that is the same in the natural, this heart would beat for many, many, many years to come. And you will be able to say, I have served the purposes of God in my generation. And we speak life, life, blood flowing through this body that gives life to him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we speak it out. Amen. The Lord's got great plans for you. Great things to prosper you with, to still do in many, many years to come. Even the work you do, that's physical. God's going to strengthen your heart to be able to continue doing the physical work. It's going to astound the world. So how do you do that at your age? You're going to astound the world because your heart's going to keep beating strong to do that physical. You felt to give up the physical work, but I feel God's saying just hold on to it. 
because he's got, he's got plans for you to do through that. It doesn't feel like the plans have come, but he's got stuff to do through you, through that physical work still that you do. I pray strengthening to your back as well. I pray strengthening to this back that's given you hassles that you do physical work. I pray strengthening, Lord, as he leans over these carpentry desks, his back would be strengthened and that he wouldn't stand up and go, oh, I can't do this for much longer. He would stand up and say, oh, I've got years of this still. I pray you'd strengthen his heart, strengthen his body to continue that work. In Jesus' name, we speak that out of you. Thank you, Lord. For other Lord, I want to thank you, Lord, for this incredible heart, Lord, that has walked through so many things over the years, Father. But I want to thank you, Jesus, that you are for her. Thank you for the restoration that you've done over this heart over the years. And so, Lord, now in the physical, we speak to this heart that beats here. I speak to your blood pressure. I tell it to normalize in the name of Jesus. By your stripes, Lord, we have been healed and we live and we stand in the complete place of your healing of the power of God that's in and through us. And I speak over your heartbeat right now. No irregular heartbeat. You've had irregular heartbeats. And you feel it sometimes during the day. And it feels, I speak normality. I speak normality and rhythm and order. The unforced rhythms of grace would be to your heart. That it would flow and beat according to the plan that God has set in place for you. And I speak life over you in Jesus' name. By your stripes, Lord, she is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's all stand together if we can. Sorry it's gone on a little longer. Let's all just lift our hands one more time with the breath of God to flow through our lungs. Sorry it's gone on a bit longer, but actually, you know what? Meetings are going to go till 2, 3 o'clock here sometimes. And we're going, to see, we're going to see people get out of wheelchairs. We're going to see crutches being gone. We're going to see all these things happen. Because God is preparing us for such a time as this. He's preparing us for this. So Lord, we lift our hands high to you in surrender in thanks to all that you are doing in our midst, Lord, all that you are doing within us and through us. Thank you that your glory has been shared now that we can continue the mighty works, the greater works that you've called us to do. Father, I speak your power over every single heart. Now that as we go into the rest of the world this week, we carry your glory. We carry the mandates of your kingdom wherever we go. And I speak the breath of God into your lungs right now, into those spiritual lungs that you would breathe in deep, the realms of the glory of God, and you would start seeing what the Father sees. You would start hearing what the Father is speaking to you. You would start discerning the things around you that you can bring life, and godliness into people's lives because of the glory that is invested inside of you. I pray as a group and a people here, you will take us from glory to glory. You will take us from glory and transform us into the greater and the higher things in you. We praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's people shouted, Amen. 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 Have an amazing week. And be strengthened in your bodies and your hearts. Amen. Amen. I pray for you quick. There's faith in the room. Let's do it. Mm.